Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs. Welcome to episode number 22 of the Odd and Offbeat podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever jubilant Louis Fox. Heck yeah, I'm jubilant. This, the, I don't even know what that means. He's like sort of sunny and ha- over happy. Not over happy. Over, that, over guy, happy. that guy's way too happy. <laughs> <laughs> there are, I know people who are way too happy. Yeah. It's like, like the people at work at, there's this coffee shop on the, it's sort of the Northwest called Dutch Brothers. It's a drive through coffee They're shop. They're way too happy. It is. It is. They, they hire like these pretty attractive 19 and 20 year olds Mm -hmm. and when they when you drive up they're like oh how are you you look so great today how's it going and you're like shut up i just want my coffee there's no need to be this happy just need my liquid heroin yeah it's like i want to go to a coffee shop where people are like just mean to you yeah Yeah, they're all about the coffee they're not you want their soul as dark as the coffee yeah absolutely like they are just regretting you know being there or someone who's done some time and this is the best it's gonna be yeah or, or just like someone who's so into coffee they don't care about any sort of interaction with humans. They're yeah. just like, here's the best sort of coffee that you're ever going to have. That's what you want. Fuck you. That's what I, that's what I want in a surgeon and a barista. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I don't know if I want the surgeon being like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to sew you up real good and F you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that kidney out like no one's business. <laughs> fuck you. And then he punches you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we don't use anesthesia. I'm just gonna punch you in the face. Um, so yeah, what's going on, man? What's how's your week been? Got back from Alabama. Was, uh, first, well, second time in Alabama. First time performing in Alabama. Okay, how was it? What was your what was your takeaways from Alabama? Uh, takeaways. Everyone's super polite. That this is true. At Blue, they're not away. jubilant though. No, no, but super polite. Yeah. I don't know if it's the accent or just the possibility that the guy you're talking to is carrying a gun. <laughs> it's just that blind confidence that <laughs> yeah. I'll be nice to you if you're mean. I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> yeah, but then like I asked the guy at the hotel what there's to do, and he's like, "Go to the Walmart after dark." Yeah, like, that's true. A lot of those places in the South, it's like that. Well, and that's the thing is everyone's super polite. But not the quickest people in the world was yeah. the thing. Yeah. So I came to the realization there's probably more guns per capita than high school diplomas. Uh, that's, that's, probably, that's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> well, when you graduate high school, they give you two guns. That's probably that's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> you walk down the aisle, you get your diploma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one thing that blew my mind was everyone there... We're talking about the hurricane that hit Puerto Rico a little while ago. And I overheard this while I was having coffee one morning. Guy was going, it's so nice of the United States to bail out Puerto Rico. (laughs) And that's our foreign aid, but they shouldn't expect any more foreign aid. Oh, wow. And I wanted to go... You guys know Puerto Rico is part of the United States, right? Yeah, I, he probably does it. Yeah, it blew that blew my mind. Jeez, you've been to Louisiana too. Yep. Like I've been in some rural areas in Louisiana where they have that real like heavy Southern accent mixed with the Cajun accent. Yeah, and I I used to do shows out there uh, touring around before GPSs, and so I remember I would have to stop and ask for directions. People are like, I'm like, what are you? I like it was I understand Italian or Spanish better 
than these people. <laughs> You're like, I understand Inuit way better. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and then I'd ask him to write it down, and then I still couldn't. This illegible, you know. It's like, yeah, oh, well, I was driving through the, the like the wooded area, uh, and it's super, and then a car kind of like turns its headlights on and comes towards me, and then as I, I'm passing it. It's going real slow and it starts going in reverse. What? And I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> like I'm gonna die. What? And what? What were they doing? <laughs> and they backed up for a little bit and then they just kind of stopped. And I, ca- I kind of laid on the gas. Oh, maybe a they bit saw too. something on the side of the road, or I think maybe they thought I was someone else. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what sort of car were you, were you driving? A, like a rental F- car. An F three fifty. Were you driving an El Camino with a Confederate flag yeah. <laughs> on it, <laughs> hanging off its back? So, so what have you been up to this week? I just got back from performing on a couple cruises, which was pretty cool. I did a Royal Caribbean and I did a Disney cruise. And one of the cruises, they made me do a workshop for teenagers. Okay. And on Disney, they have sort of sections for each sort of age demographic. They have one for like little kids. They have one for like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, nine to 12 year olds. And then they have teenage a teenage area. Yep. The teenage area is badass it's like flat screen tvs they got xboxes wii's playstation make out room yeah they got like they got dance dance revolution they got like foosball and ping pong it's like it's the coolest section of the ship and i'd never been in there and uh i come in you know usually when you do a workshop it's people who want to be there yep and uh so not this case like they shut everything down. Oh, you're like, I just want to play foosball. Yeah, now I got to learn a I stupid know. comedy and, stunt show Yeah, workshop. and then it's like 40 kids like have to gather around and they're all just like, who the hell? They haven't seen my show. Oh. They're like, who the hell is this dude? What is he doing? And I'm like, you know, and they're at the age where like they don't really get a lot of the sarcasm, the sarcastic jokes, the yeah. sort of subtle jokes. And uh, none of my jokes are hitting at all. Usually with teenagers, you sort of have to combat their sort of um, apathy, yep. which is, can be challenging and it can come off very rude and mean. So, well, yeah, you come off very aggressive. Yeah, I did. There was a kid sleeping in the front row and he was, <laughs> this kid was sleeping and he had a Navy shirt on and I was like, hey, hey, wake up. I was like, if you're going to make it in the Navy. That's not the way to do it. <laughs> no laughs at all. <laughs> <laughs> just looked like an asshole. So did you do an actual, did you teach him anything? I, I taught him. Uh, you, t- I, you taught him that you're an a-hole? <laughs> yeah, essentially I taught him that they should not do workshops for teenagers ever. <laughs> uh, I taught him how to spin a toothbrush on their finger and I taught him some juggling. And, All right. And they were interested for about 10 minutes and then. It was like, I can almost do this, but it's too much work. Yeah. Pull the hacky sack out. I'm like, you guys, has anyone ever played hacky sack? And, you know, of course, this one girl's like, oh yeah, I play all the time. And she comes up and she can't even kick it. Yeah. It's like, are you trying to mock me? I don't understand that mentality. Like, I think she owns a hacky sack. Yeah. Well, it's like she couldn't even kick it. And then she like would fall down on the ground and then pick it back up and laugh wow. and try again. It's just like, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish here. Are you trying to like make me look bad? Are you trying to like just have attention? Are yeah. You, make you look make what, like what, look- what was your end game here? Like <laughs> it was just like, ah, teenagers. And I like to think of myself as kind of cool. Yeah. No, you're past that. Yeah, I know. The teenagers, really, they look yeah. at you. They're like, no, nope, no. Nope. He's a narc. <laughs> He's a narc. All right. So anyways, that that was my week. All right. You want to do some stories? Let's get to it. All right. This story was sent to us by Terry Godfrey. Thanks so much for sending it over. Good friend of ours, yeah. 
Um, he sent this, and it's from TheGuardian.com. That's a news source more reliable than having the late Bernie Madoff manage my 401k. <laughs> Is Bernie Madoff dead? I think didn't think he got killed in prison. I didn't know that. Or maybe he's still in prison and his son <laughs> he's died? Just, he's just dead to you? He's de- Yeah, he's dead to me for ruining <laughs> my retirement. <laughs> I don't get like, how you would go... Like, does anyone ever go, I'm going to start a Ponzi scheme? Yes, all the time. I no, feel like, like you consciously regularly. Like, I feel like I think people need... are like, how can I cheat the system and cheat people out of money? People think that all the time. But I feel like this is like you need a business plan to do this. It's not just like, hey, I'm going to hustle you. Yeah, people have that all the time. They try and they try and create some sort of makeshift business to cheat people out of money. That happens. But a Ponzi uh, scheme's a little more involved because you're taking investors and then you need new investors to pay out the old investors. I mean, you're talking to somebody who has had a plethora of money cheating <laughs> stealing money from people businesses as a teenager well, like what well one was in Oregon you can trade in cans and bottles for money so as yeah. a kid we would just make up these fake organizations and we go from door to door to, and ask people for their cans and bottles and tell them that they were for uh, okay. this, this stupid organization. So that was one. Uh, another one is we used to forge famous athlete signatures <laughs> and sell them <laughs> to various card shops and be kids on the street. And, like, this one's worth more because Michael Jordan spelled his name wrong. Yeah, totally, right? He was drunk when he spelled <laughs> That's why it's spelled M-I-K-A-L. <laughs> and they would actually, like, the, the playing card shop would actually buy them? Yeah, yeah. Dude, we were great, man. We were great. <laughs> we were great. We were made, me and my brother. We, all sorts of schemes. It was awesome. I like it. We used to steal Schwinn bicycles from the Goodwill and then like spray paint them and make them all low rider and stuff uh-huh. and try and flip them. Oh, <laughs> you're flipping like, Schwinns. Yeah. Hot Schwinns, yeah, too. Totally. Yeah, like how, you're, how do you, you're just stealing Schwinns from the uh, Goodwill? Yeah, yeah. Well, they had like an open area in the back where. Um, they had like just piles of bikes and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. And so we just go and just take some oh, puppies. Man. Oh, so many, so many schemes. <laughs> I like it. All right, <laughs> let's get into the story. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> before you say something that still has a statute of limitations <laughs> that has not expired. So the Guardian. I love that this come. This story is on the Guardian because it has to do with some sort of damnation. There you go. Yeah, so it's kind of ironic that this story is on it. So the story goes: Demons in Armageddon. Details emerge in naked kidnapping case. Wow, I like this. I like how it's very open ended. Like, are the kidnappers naked? Are the kidnappees naked? Are the demons naked? Demons are always naked. Are we naked in Armageddon? Yeah. I, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I would think that at the end of all times, clothing would be optional. Yeah, I, like if you knew the world's going to end tomorrow, would you get dressed? Either dress up super nice, like super fancy, uh-huh. or just go naked. Yeah, it's two ways. It's like top hat and tails or uh, probably I'd naked. probably go fancy. I wouldn't want to ruin people's last day <laughs> by seeing my naked body. <laughs> We were like, going to have a picnic, yeah. and we were going to have some <laughs> good like, time, I, and then naked Matt walks by. Now I'm just I'm just throwing up the, my, my last day. <laughs> you, you ruined my last day on Earth. <laughs> I like to think that Armageddon is like the French beach of last days. Yeah. You know, clothing's optional. You might see some boobies. You might, you know, see some dudes with some uh, too much hair. <laughs> and everything in between. <laughs> 
So it goes, uh, the, the second title is a group of five who kidnapped three people and crashed their car, believed they were escaping the end of the world, and faced imminent danger. Dum, dum, dum. Three people who were arrested naked by Canadian police after kidnapping their neighbors and crashing their car into another vehicle were Jehovah's Witnesses who believed that they were escaping being the end of the world, according to court documents. That's so crazy, because, you know, that's in whatever the Jehovah's Witness book is. I think they're Christians, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like uh, John 3.13, end of the world, kidnap your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> How does that fit? There's that Isn't f- that like, like the ninth commandment, like, thou shalt not kidnap your neighbor? <laughs> I think it is, yeah. <laughs> Thou shalt not drive naked and slam into another car. You're like, wow, Moses is really forethought in this bad boy. <laughs> well, what I always thought funny about Jehovah's Witnesses is that they believe that there's a certain amount of people who can only go to heaven. I think it's like 300,000 people. Yeah. Yet they're always recruiting new people, right? They're always knocking on the door. They're always trying to get people to join the Jehovah's Witness faith yeah. or kidnapping them, according yeah. to this story. <laughs> But if I was a Jehovah's Witness and I knew there's only 300,000 people that could go, why am I? I'm not going out and getting more people I'm to join. people already in the faith to get yeah, out. Yeah, you try to often people, <laughs> slow gas leaks, you know, chloroform some people. Have you heard about Rosh Hashanah? <laughs> it's like Amway or Sensi or all this stuff where it's like, hey, I'm selling this. I'm doing good. Now you got to get on this. Beer's muddy in the waters for you. Yeah, it's true. Well, you're making money off those people. I don't think like if you recruit more Jehovah's Witnesses, like all of a sudden you like get a better apartment in heaven. I think you might get credit. <laughs> yeah, you're like you get you get a nicer suite. Yeah, if you're Jehovah's Witness, let us know if like you you get upgraded digs. You get like a punch card for time spent with Jesus. Yeah. It's like, oh, you get ten more hours with Jesus. You're like yes. She's like, damn it. In a plea de- <laughs> Jesus is like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like how Jesus is like, damn it. <laughs> of all the people to say damn it to you, you want Jesus to do that. You're like, yeah. Jesus is like, god damn it. <laughs> In a plea document obtained by the Canadian press, two women and a man admitted to kidnapping three people in the western province of Alberta last year, which brought a degree of clarity to the bizarre incident last November. One of the women also pleaded guilty to dangerous driving. Oh, yeah. that That's the one that I would, puts it over. I would think that's the least <laughs> least worrisome <laughs> of all the charges. Yeah, and one of the women also pleaded guilty to speeding. First charge, you believe in God. Second charge, <laughs> driving naked. Third charge, kidnapping your neighbors. <laughs> that's the lesser one. They're going to plead that one out. <laughs> So, so they can get the conviction on the dangerous driving. <laughs> the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. They're like, look, if you plead guilty to dangerous driving, we'll drop the kidnapping. I, I would do that. So the Royal... But then they're like, no, my insurance is going to go up. <laughs> Don't want that. <laughs> my premium's at an all-time high. You haven't been in an accident in two years, but you have kidnapped somebody. <laughs> yeah, if I kidnap someone in my motor vehicle, does that raise my insurance? <laughs> they're filling out the thing on Geico. They're like, have you kidnapped anybody in the last two years. $3 extra. (laughs) The Royal Canadian Mounted Police launched their investigation after they were called to the scene of a car crash in the industrial park Nisku, south of Edmonton. They arrived to find a white BMW that had collided with a truck. Inside were five people, four of them naked, despite the centimeters of snow on the ground and temperatures that hovered around negative 10 Celsius, 14 Fahrenheit. Wow, that's super crazy. Why, why is one clothed? Like, you're the one guy, like, I'm sorry, I didn't get the memo. I don't know. Larry, Larry's always wearing pants. Yeah, Larry's always assing out my car. 
He's always leaving stains on my leather interior. He's have to wear pants in this scenario. The last three kidnappings, he totally stained my front seat. <laughs> you. You. Last three Armageddons, he left a skid mark. <laughs> There was multiple skid marks in this car accident. <laughs> Two inside, four outside. According to the plea document, the episode had begun several days earlier when one of the women took her two teenage daughters to visit her 27-year-old nephew and his 30-year-old wife who lived in Leduc, Alberta. All right, so starting out as like a wholesome family trip. Yeah. This is like the beginning of the movie. Yeah, right? I think those two teenage daughters are not going to make it. No, no, probably not. After three days at the house, during which the group barely ate, they came to believe that they had lived through the Great Tribulation, a period of suffering which some evangelical Christians believe heralds the second coming. What? So their Great Tribulation was like, I didn't eat a sandwich? Yeah, I was hungry for three days? Yeah. There was not enough food in this house? Yeah, the Leduc does not have a grocery store? (laughs) Oftentimes when I come home from being on the road for weeks and there's no food here, I'm like, God, did I just survive the Great (laughs) Tribulation? The Great Tribulation? (laughs) Believing they were in imminent danger, the group fled the house, but in their haste, none of the family, except the mother, managed to get dressed, the document says. Well, first of all why are they all naked in the first place that's that's the big one yeah if they didn't have time to put clothes on that means they were all naked yep what is going on maybe jehovah's witnesses they are onto something cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I haven't seen that brochure when they show up to the house (laughs) tell me about your naked end of the world parties Four who were naked were changing, but they had to leave right away because it was unsafe. So they left without clothes, the plea document said. The group piled into a BMW SUV, which the mother drove through the garage door to make their escape. It's like a movie, I tell you. But then decided they needed to rescue the neighbors. Oh, there's got to be some drugs going on. There, yeah, there's there's something. To, to drive through the garage well, door. Well, where, where are they going? Why do they have to escape all of yeah, a sudden? Yeah, A, where are they going? B, like, if their house is in danger. Where... Well, they just survived in the house, right? Yeah. So why would the, all of a sudden, in just a moment's notice, do they have to leave the house so much so they don't have time to put clothes on or push the garage yeah, door opener. <laughs> we don't got time for... Just let's drive right through it. All right, so let's see what happens after the Great Tribulation. So Armageddon has ended when the tribulation, the Great Tribulation happens. All right, after the Tribulation, believers who were raptured will join the angels in the... Ar- so they're not, belie- they're not even believers if they didn't get picked up. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they should have essentially be, be brought up into They heaven. should have been brought up. Yeah. And that's when the armies of heavens come back. So, I don't know where they're hurrying to. I mean, Jesus is going to reign for a thousand There's years. There's got to be some drugs going on, man. There has to be. Yeah. There has to be. High on the Jesus pills. <laughs> They forced a man into the trunk of their vehicle and made his adult daughter and her baby climb into the back seat. Wow. They did so because they believed that they were in danger, either from bad or wicked people outside or from demons, says the guilty plea. The bad or wicked people outside and the demons was this family. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they were safe in the house. Yeah. There, was not, there wasn't like zombies outside like trying to get in, right? We haven't finished the story yet. Oh, yeah. The zombies aren't <laughs> trying to disrupt the family orgy (laughs) the bmw then raced down the highway blasting through a red light as it 
its occupants chanted Jehovah over and over. I think I did this in high school once, though. Yeah. (laughs) According to the document, the three neighbors managed to escape when the SUV slowed down and flagged down a passing truck. It's the middle of the winter and people running around with no shoes on. You stop to help them, Derek Scott, the truck driver, told CTV News last year. That's super cool. Like people in the snow, and especially like in the middle of the country, are super helpful for each other, except for the kidnapped family. The neighbors climbed aboard the truck but their relief was short-lived. The SUV rammed Scott's truck what? and both vehicles ended up in a snow-filled ditch. What? Jeez. That's so, yeah. Like, I need to save you so bad, I'm willing to kill this dude. Yeah. I mean, I guess all the people who are left are the damned. Yeah. And so maybe they realize that they are the damned. And so they're just like every man for himself. Yeah. If, 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 if I didn't get picked up, neither are you or you. When police responded to the accident, they faced a group who displayed extreme strength and refused to leave the vehicle. You know is, what that is? <laughs> drugs. That's PCP, man. Yeah. According to the court document, one of the teens believed uh, one of the officers were monsters who could kill them. Wow. Yeah, they're so PCP in that up. Yeah, I mean, there definitely is drugs involved. Wow, yeah, that was like LSD party or something. Jeez. Now, you don't show extreme strength with LSD with acid. Oh, yeah, though. and you should have mind control powers. Yeah, yeah you can just... <laughs> you can walk through walls, but you don't have extreme <laughs> you, strength. You can fly off of buildings. <laughs> <laughs> but strength, no. <laughs> You're actually weaker. <laughs> Police eventually resorted to using... You couldn't lift anything heavy, but you could make it levitate with your mind. (laughs) This is true. Police eventually resorted to using a combination of pepper spray and tasers to subdue and arrest the passengers. I like how they're like, we got to plan our recipe. We'll do 90% (laughs) tasers, 10% pepper spray. You know, they look a little young. Maybe let's do 70% taser, 20% pepper, and 10% brute force. (laughs) Yeah, 5% baton. (laughs) They're having a huddle, like, writing their ratios down. <laughs> They're checking the wins. <laughs> They're like, it is negative uh, 14 right now. <laughs> Could we kill someone with the taser? Why don't we just ask them nicely to get out of their car since we're Canadian police? Yeah, th- yeah like, how far did this have to progress before <laughs> the Canadian cop pulls out the uh, the taser? At the time, police suspected drugs or alcohol, obviously, might have been a factor in the incident. The father of the two teens, who wasn't present during the incident, told investigators that he fears the group might have consumed a hallucinogenic tea. Shocker. Yeah. But what do you think? We think it was mushrooms or that's the only thing I've ever drank is tea. Uh, mushroom. There's like bell tea, which has like, a, you know, the bellflower has hallucinogenic effects. Uh, you know, there could be ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. Something like that. I think uh, the ayahuasca, you just poop your pants, though. Yeah. You throw up and poop quite a bit. That's what it says. Ayahuasca. That's what the little pants. disclaimer. Yeah, you, you buy it when you buy it in the package <laughs> at the store. When you go to Target, <laughs> get your ayahuasca. It says uh, you may poop your pants, throw up and kidnap. Your neighbors, including babies. Tasing may happen. (laughs) But according to the Canadian press, the plea document makes no mention of drugs or alcohol. The two teenagers who were present during the abduction were not charged. What? Well, because I guess they're like under the family, you know, your mom makes you drink this thing under a religious reason. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and then there's like the addendum. To the article. The addendum is, this article was amended on 26th of September. An earlier version converted 10 Celsius below 0 to 50 Fahrenheit. 10C is the equivalent of 50 Fahrenheit. Negative 10C is 14 Fahrenheit. 
this has been corrected. <laughs> That's the important thing. <laughs> That's the addendum. <laughs> Not all the other questions we have about this. It's a Canadian article. We're like really sorry about our math. You know, here yeah. in Canada, our schools are good. <laughs> Trust us. <laughs> we should flaunt this for a minute. Wow. Okay. So this is crazy that this happened. Your neighbors, they seem so normal. And next thing you know, they're ramming their SUV through your garage. Yeah. Here's the kick in the pants. What if it really is the end of times? And they're like, no, I'm telling you. Maybe they wanted to go to jail because it's safe, right? They're behind bars. People can't get to them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the smart play. That's, that's, ah, that is the play. To be with the worst people. Yeah, because those guys are going to be all, th- they, those, you can get those guys to get protect protection. You. Yeah. yeah. Make, make friends right now. And then when the, the prison walls fall, you got your homies with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got, you got shanks, <laughs> T scabs. <laughs> yeah. You're used to not showering. Yeah. You're used to crappy food. Yeah. It's, it's the warm up. Totally, man. That's smart. So the consensus is smart family. Uh, the consensus is a lot of drugs are consumed. I'm uh, concerned about uh, all the nudity that is involved and the drugs. Yeah. I mean, it's not like these are just, you know, strangers like a Manson party or something, right? Like yeah. this is a, a fam- this is a family. Yeah. Like the Manson family. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Manson not that, party. not the Manson family. <laughs> all right. Crazy. Well, thanks to Terry for sending us that. That is an awesome story. Thank you, Terry. And now, it's time for Strange Stories from the Time Capsule with Dr. Henry. Before Abraham Lincoln became a politician, he was a champion wrestler. With more than 300 bouts under his belt, Lincoln only lost one match in his career and was inducted into the National Wrestling Hall of Fame in 1992. Weird News Stories, Pod Duh. This one comes from mirror.co.uk. That's a news source more reliable than my local school district feeding my child a nutritious meal. Yeah. <laughs> haven't they updated the uh, their meal plans for kids? Dude, it's so jacked up. Um, when Ella was in elementary school, she was in sixth grade, so the last kids to get the food for the day. Uh-huh. And they had gotten a grant where every kid got free food. They had to uh-huh. pay for lunch, which is cool. Yeah. So let's say the lunch was um, pizza, vegetables, whatever. By the time the sixth graders came in, the kids that are like hitting puberty, the kids that are the hungriest, roll in. They're out of food. <laughs> so the story goes, birth of a first red heifer in 2000 years fulfills Bible prophecy and signals end of days. It's not uh, red in color. It's just communist. <laughs> it's a communist heifer. <laughs> yeah. As they have, you know. The Temple Institute announced the birth of the red heifer in Israel on their YouTube channel and said the calf underwent extensive examination by rabbinical experts. You know what the first comment on that YouTube channel said? What? Photoshop. <laughs> Thumbs down. <laughs> What, I want to know what the hell a rabbinical expert is. Well, I can tell you it's not a bagel. <laughs> it's not a bagel. 
A Bible prophecy has been realized as the first red heifer in 2,000 years was born in Israel. Wow. So God apparently does see colors, just like us humans. <laughs> That's a good point. A little racist. Yeah. The Temple Institute announced the birth on their YouTube channel, as one does, about... <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> Groundbreaking uh, Armageddon. The end of times. Twitter. Hashtag Armageddon. I'm going to Snapchat this bad boy out. <laughs> 13 followers. Their YouTube channel said the calf and its mother would undergo extensive examination to determine if it's blemish-free. Yeah, they're like... Real quick before we examine it, though, get that cow some Accutane. Yeah. It's got a pimple. Uh, no, it's not the end of all times. This cow has a, <laughs> got a, white a little head. acne. <laughs> In the announcement, the Institute said the red female calf brings the promise of reinstating biblical purity to the world. In both Christianity and Judaism, red heifers feature in tales about the end of times. That would be my stripper name, Red Heifer. Red Heifer. <laughs> That would be a good drug name. Like, hey, man, you want to smoke some end of times? <laughs> oh, man. Do the end of times. <laughs> Where's at? The birth and sacrifice of the red cow is said to precede the construction of the third temple in Jerusalem. That's so great. They're like, hey, this cool thing's here. Let's kill it. <laughs> are, they in, are they in Israel or Alabama? <laughs> I know, right? They're going to kill it and build a temple? <laughs> In mainstream Orthodox Judaism, the rebuilding of the temple will happen before the coming of the Jewish Messiah. The two previous temples have been destroyed. However, the Temple Institute and other organizations have been established with the goal of building the third temple on Mount Moriah or the Temple Mount. But some theologians believe the construction of the third temple is linked to Judgment Day or the end of times. Also, good name for a newspaper. End of times. Yeah. Director of the Temple Institute, Rabbi Chain Rickman, believes it's now time to build the third temple following the birth of the red heifer. The video of the Institute's YouTube channel shows the calf with its mother and proclaims a perfectly red heifer has been born in the land of Israel. Yeah, they just feed the mom a bunch of food coloring. <laughs> have you ever have you ever had poop that changed like, it was like a weird color because you had something that had like a dye in it? Yeah, yeah. Really, like what do you eat? Do you remember? Beets will make your poop red. Okay. Uh, you eat a lot of greens that will make yeah. your poop greenish. Yeah. Well, so I was somewhere and I bought some discount smoked salmon. Uh -huh. It was just like bright red, uh -huh. like stop sign red. And I'm like, that's not natural. And the next day, my poop was like glowing red. <laughs> And I was like, what the hell happened? Yeah, right, because you forget, especially with beets, like when you get like a red poop, you're like, oh my God, what the hell? And then you're like, oh, I had beets yeah. yesterday. Like, I just had the heifer. <laughs> The calf has since undergone extensive examination by rabbinical experts who confirmed she is a viable candidate for the biblical red heifer. However, the cow could be disqualified due to natural causes. That's uh, that's code for we were hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like she some just looked too delicious. <laughs> you want some rare beef? <laughs> holy cow! Delicious. It's a whole, it is a holy cow. <laughs> is that where that comes from? Holy cow. I wonder if it does. Yeah. Where where does holy cow cow come from. So holy cow is the anglicized version of holy cathu, pronounced more like cow in Irish Gaelic. Cathu means sorrow. It's a slang expression on the streets of Irish Brooklyn, Boston, and Chicago back in around 1900. It literally has nothing to do with cows. <laughs> so no, it does not Too have bad. anything to do Too with bad. this. <laughs> Bosses at the Temple Institute founded a Raise a Red Heifer in Israel program three years ago. <laughs> so they're like, we need to get this temple built. Let's let's start a program. We need to make some funding going. I like how they're like bosses at the temple. 
<laughs> let's get some. Hey, let's pass the hat. Let's get this red heifer born. What is it gonna take for me to put a red heifer in you? Hey, drop a little shekels in the yamaka. <laughs> they have been hoping to breed a perfectly red cow, and the frozen embryos of red Angus cows have been imported to Israel and implanted into domestic cows. This doesn't sound right. You're like artificially making it happen. I yeah. think it has to naturally happen. The end of times is bred in a laboratory. Yeah. Yeah. The the prodigal cow <laughs> is man-made. Yeah, this I don't I'm not a fan of yeah, this. You can't manufacture Armageddon, right? Yeah. I mean I'm sure sure people have been trying for years, yeah, but they're cutting corners here. I think the rabbinical expert should be upset at this. Yeah, he sh- it should be shot down on that. Breaking Israel news reports a board of rabbis verified the cow fulfilled the requirements of the prophecy. The prophecy says the cow must be red without blemish. I like how th- there's no, the prophecy is like, doesn't say it can't be a test tube baby yeah, cow. Right? Get a turkey baster. <laughs> Think about it. How was Jesus born? <laughs> to a virgin mother? There you go. Maybe he was embryos that were imported <laughs> into Israel. I wonder if the heifer was a, a heifer. Well, no, hang on. A heifer is a virgin cow. What? Yes. A heifer, a young female cow that has not born a calf. So essentially it's just a red cow is what it's saying. On a separate article, I'm reading how rare is a red heifer. Okay. How rare is a red cow? A heifer is simply a fancy name for a young female cow that hasn't yet given birth to another cow. Okay. And the red color we're looking for here is not ruby red, but more of a reddish brown earthy color. In fact, the Hebrew word for red, Aduma is etymology linked to the word for earth. So it's probably like a clay red. So if you're asking how rare red cows are, the answer is not very. So if red cows aren't that rare, why is it so difficult to find a qualified red heifer? Well, the Torah gives us quite a list of criteria. The cow must be at a minimum within its third year of life. Okay. It needs to be completely red, even two hairs of a different color next to each other, or three that are far apart disqualify it. Okay. All physical blemishes that disqualify sacrificial animals disqualified a red heifer as well. If they're not, there's other sort of physical things like a extra hoof or, you know, got some <laughs> runny nose or, you know, looks like, Jeris, horns. looks like Sarah Jessica Parker or something. <laughs> Any work done with it disqualifies the cow. Work in this case includes even a person leaning on it or placing a garment or cloth upon it unless this was done to only safeguard the animal itself. So you can do it for the animal's safety, but not for fashion. Placing a yoke on the cow, even if it doesn't actually do any work, also disqualifies it. If the heifer is pregnant or even if a male has mated with it, it is disqualified. How do they know that? Yeah. They're, they're checking they, the cow hymen? Yeah, right? <laughs> checking it for cow STDs or... <laughs> yeah. Were you in a sorority? So finding a red heifer that fulfills all of these specifications, although not impossible, is unusual. So to find a cow that hasn't hooked up with another <laughs> another cow, that hasn't worn clothing, yeah. that doesn't have any other weird hairs. And, and hasn't had a dude lean on it. <laughs> this is harder than finding a Supreme Court nominee. <laughs> I mean, that's why people are excited about this. All right. Well, that that makes a little bit more sense. Look, we're learning. So what do we think about it? What's the takeaway from this? Takeaway is I would totally eat that cow. The takeaway you, from- you would totally, You're like, I would- I wouldn't eat it, but I maybe I would actually. <laughs> 
if someone was like, this is the cow that signifies the end of times, I'd be like, ah, I'd try it. Yeah, like, I well. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm coming, if life is coming to an end here, why yeah. not, you know, go out with a nice, you know, steak? And this is the steak to end all steaks, right? But then for the, the end of times, because it'll ruin your insert, you'll just have the, your innards, you'll just have like the craps for, <laughs> like, I totally missed the end of times because I was pooping. <laughs> well, end of times is Hebrew for sharts. <laughs> ah, I did not know that. Yeah, a lot of people don't. <laughs> <laughs> the root word. <laughs> All right. That's it for today. For more information and links to the news stories that we talked about, go to, of course, our newly updated website, oddandoffbeat.com. Heck yeah, you can see both of our uh, glorious mugs on that. Yeah, uh, we also have a meme page where you can see all our past meme and caption contest winners. We will also have the meme for that week up that you can leave a comment on, and the best comment wins some swag. Yeah, you get some sweet swag. I just picked up some secret stuff from a junk shop. Yeah, you did. It's pretty sweet. I'm excited about mailing some of this out. Also, for our newly updated site, we have a merchandise page with some odd and offbeat t-shirts and bags and sort of stuff if you want to sort of support the program that way. You can also support our program by going to patreon.com backslash odd and offbeat. And uh, we also link to that on our website. And Patreon is a website that allows you to donate directly to uh, artists that you like. Yeah. Yeah, if you can call what we do art. Yeah. <laughs> we slipped it under the radar there. Is, I don't know how we got accepted. But there's uh, essentially what, what it is is that you can go on Patreon and you can uh, – we have a couple different programs that you can subscribe to. One is like $2 a month. Yep. And uh, you get some some extra episodes that we have recorded. And, uh, and you, it kind of goes with whatever you feel comfortable if you want to donate to our program. And you get some cool stuff from us. And we would appreciate it. Absolutely. So if you get a chance, send us your weird news stories. And our email is info at oddandoffbeat.com. Want to thank everyone who has been sending us stuff. It's pretty fun to see yeah. what you guys are interested in. Um, so where can the fine people see the Louis Fox comedy one-man sideshow? experience i <laughs> i will be at the pocket theater on october 17th in seattle washington Ooh. now this theater i'm in a variety show there uh, and they have rules oh like what uh my favorite is be good to the audience that shows up don't touch audience members without their consent what yeah so if i'm like hey thank you for coming on stage can I shake your hand? Oh, wow. It's, no. It, yeah. No, well, there's nonverbal consent, right? No, like you no. Can, you this, can put your hand out, and if they put their hand out also, that's it's, consent. It's a verbal consent. What? It's pretty... In, I, I've Before seen a show there. Before we shake hands, would you sign here, 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 and here? But I need to sign here, and here, and here for consent to use my pen. <laughs> I might try something where I go at the beginning, like, hey, I have to ask before I touch you. So who does not consent to me touching? Raise your hand. Who is okay with heavy touching? Who's okay with light touching? <laughs> who's okay with a heavy card trick? <laughs> who's, who's okay with a card trick over the clothes? <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. So check that out. When is that? That is October 17th. Oh, wow. Uh, where are you going to be? I am hanging out here for the week. I have two holds. Uh, for the week. Uh, one is a college in Albany, New York, which I'm still waiting to hear back on. And the other one is a TV show in Germany. So we're waiting to hear if I'm going there. Mm -hmm. So check me out 
maybe <laughs> one of those places. <laughs> I like the last minute ish of it too. Yeah. Well, I was supposed to go on vacation. And so I had my schedule blocked out for that time. And so I released it. So all my people who get me work are like, no, oh, well, he's available now. Yeah. So it's, well, I'll take it, whatever. Um, so yeah, otherwise I'm hanging out here. Cool. Kicking it. Nice. Yeah. So anything else you want to say to the fine people? Have a sweet week. Yeah, all right. Uh, thanks so much for <laughs> listening, folks. Have you? hope you guys have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Stay weird. This show is sponsored by Emotional Support Sock Monkeys. Get yours today.